Welcome to Hello Universe, a podcast about spirituality in our everyday lives. We're your co-hosts, Kylie and Eva. Hey everyone, it's Eva here. It's Kylie. Welcome back to another episode. Hey. <laughs> How are you, beautiful? I'm good. How are you? I am wonderful because I see your beautiful face. Yeah. I have a warm cup of tea. Like... What could be better? Well, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I mean, I feel, I feel a little bit sleepy, as you know, this is, <laughs> I, this is my last week in Taiwan. So, uh, it's super early for me and I know it's like late night for you and I'm, I'm, I was like, I, I'm still kind of waking up and I think you're winding down. So hopefully we're meeting somewhere in the middle yeah. <laughs> energy wise. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Where one of us starts to fade, the other will pick up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How are you? Are you, you, does it feel bittersweet to be wrapping? Oh my up? God. All the feelings. And I think that will yeah. come up in the today's podcast, but um, it does feel bittersweet. I think bittersweet is always a really good place to be is what I think is because if it's too bitter, it means you're like leaving way too early or something's ending way too early. And if it's like too sweet, it means you've like stayed too long. You've stayed too long. <laughs> yeah. 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 Bittersweet is a good com- combination. So that's, mm. um, and I'm excited to dive into, I think some of the things that I've been thinking about in my time here. Um, uh, but yeah, before that, do you want to do a little bit of uh, sharing with the folks about what you have going on? Oh my gosh. Okay. Per usual, I have a million things going on. Uh, I keep thinking I'm streamlining and then I'm like, oh no, no, I'm just getting more ideas. <laughs> but here's the thing that I am really excited about right now. Um, so you all have heard me talk about my friend, Liz timeline wise. I think her episode just aired last week. No, no. I think it's going to come. I think it's coming. This oh, one's coming okay. out. Yeah. Get excited. It's coming. <laughs> <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> um, and, um, Liz and I have been doing, we just did our monster school retreat. We've been doing these magic circles, which are these monthly calls where we just do these like really potent, uh, mystical 90 minute activations. Um, and, uh, we formalized all of the projects we've been doing together. We also have some one, some two on one clients where both of us work with one client together, which is so fucking great. Um, shout out to you guys. And, um, and so we formalized all of it and we like formed our own little partnership. We turned magic circle into a membership based on everyone. Like that's how you know you're doing something great is like two months and <laughs> people are like, can we just sign up for the whole year? Can I just pay for this once and be done? Oh so, um, so you can go to our new website, ravenandmarope.com. Uh, that's Raven, R-A-V-E-N-A-N-D, Marope, M-E-R-O-P-E.com. And uh, you can sign up for Magic Circle. You can sign up for the wait list for our upcoming retreats. You can learn more about working with us um, as coaches uh, and magic makers. Um, so yeah, I'm super jazzed about that. Also, it's a really sexy website if I do so. <laughs> I haven't checked it out yet. I need to go look it up. Actually, I totally forgot about it. Very proud of myself. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm it feels really, really fun to just, I mean, this podcast and the work that I do with Liz feels exactly the same to me in that it is like this partnership that is just like just feels really electric and so I like just the most fun. Um, so it feels really good to formalize that and especially yeah, that's really exciting. To, yeah, and to have the magic circle, which just has been one of those like really organic things where we did it once and people asked us to do it again and then they asked it to be a membership. And like that is feels really fun to be creating in that kind of responsive way. Mm-hmm. Um, so it feels really fun to have that be official. And in addition to Magic Circle, we made a whole um like community forum for people to come and like talk about magic and talk about Ragnarok. So it'll be great. I love come, it. Come, come join the membership. Yeah. I mean, I think that there's something incredibly gratifying about like formalizing something and, and like, what, what was the word you use? Like you, um, you like put it a package together. Yeah. Do you, uh, do you know the word I use, but, but okay. Well, anyway, <laughs> um, I, I, I can just understand that being like deeply gratifying, but also as someone who has had the pleasure of being in like the magic of you and Liz, 
I, I can just, I just want to attest firsthand that like, there's something definitely like energetically really powerful about being in this energy with the two of you, mm-hmm. which I really love. So highly recommend it for anyone who's just, who wants to be, I guess, as you say, like showered with magic. That's like, mm. it's kind of hard to explain. It's just like, just keep it simple. Yes. Just go and be showered with magic. Yeah. And, uh, you don't have to sign you, Like if you haven't, if you're like, okay, I don't really get what they're talking about, but I'm intrigued. Mm-hmm. You can just buy a single ticket, right? Yeah. We still have drop-in tickets. And after you buy your drop-in ticket, you'll be like, oh yeah, this is the greatest. Here we go. And then you can sign up for the Yeah. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> Cause sometimes you want to get a taste. I, that's yeah. very much so. Yeah. Like I, I want to know like, what I'm getting into and then and then when they're going to be so obviously like enamored and hooked, they're going to be like, okay, now I'm ready. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Especially because our whole, like, I don't, I still don't really know how to explain what it is exactly that we do. And I've kind of given up. So mm-hmm. my, my description is usually like, we're going to throw lightning bolts at you for 90 minutes. Yeah. So yeah. I you think know, it's actually it's- the better way to go, honestly, because it's hard to, it's like, let people just be surprised. Yes. <laughs> Instead of trying to like put it in the package. Yeah. Yes, exactly. yes, 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 exactly. exactly. Love it. So that is what, um, of, of the many things I have cooking, that is what I am especially excited about right now. How about you? For me, um, come hire me to be your spiritual mentor, Yarl. <laughs> I think that's yeah. like yeah. basically it. Do it. Uh, I'm going to keep it short and sweet. I had some, I finished out with a bunch of clients before I came to Taiwan. And then I have a bunch of openings when I get back to Portland in a couple of weeks. So if you are someone who wants to like dedicate time specifically to spiritual expansion and spiritual exploration, where it's not necessarily going to be about, it's not about your job. It's not about your family. It's not about your career. It's not about like, uh, your, your health. It's not about like one thing. It's about like, Oh, I actually just want to dedicate myself to my soul (laughs) and do this important spiritual work. Those are the people who I love working with most people who come to me who are like, I don't really, I don't even know how I came to you. I just know that my body is like, I need to work with you and, and devote myself, I think to the spiritual journey. I'm like, yes, let's fucking go. (laughs) Cause then we can just be like really open and then it becomes a space for everything. What I hear you saying too, is like working with you is not about fixing anything. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's like, would like drop the fixing and learn how to just fucking be and exist in your own experience of living and yeah. have that perhaps be something that you, I don't know, create, get greater joy out of, I suppose. But, um, but what a beautiful thing to like, get out of fix it mode. Yeah. That's a really beautiful reflection. I love that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I wouldn't say it's not, it's not about fixing, but it's about yeah, I guess being, but the paradox is because it's always a paradox is that when we focus on the being, it's not that things get fixed, but it's more that things that used to seem so problematic, just drop off or have their Mm. own life and their own evolution. Um, but it, it, but you're right. Even as I hear you say that it's so not like, Oh, so many, it's so not like, I think a lot of coaches out there are like, let me, um, come in, come into this space and we're going to like go hard into, yeah, I don't know, fixing this, like one aspect of your, of your life. I don't know. I think there's something about that, that can feel a little bit, um, unsustainable to me Mm. or short term Mm -hmm. and short lived. And I, I just know that the work, this work is something much deeper than that and much more like life-giving for forever. Like, I just know the things that the experience that I get to have with my clients is yeah. Life-changing, but it stays in your heart for like the rest of your fucking life. And I think that is Uh. (laughs) such a honor and a, and a privilege because I know I've had that experience with some of my teachers too. And that's just like the best feeling in the whole world. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. It's funny. I was actually thinking earlier today, I had like a really, really, really gorgeous session with a client uh, that had absolutely nothing to do with business and everything to do with business. And I was laughing, but I was like, I really think that the business aspect of my coaching is just like the like trap door or something. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's like, like, oh, come sign up with me because money is stressing you out. And like, 
we'll make that a different experience. But the way that we make that a different experience is by like actually dropping to a place where we're like, oh, money isn't even real, dummies. You mm-hmm. know? <laughs> yeah, but that's like such a good point. Cause I think the point is like, I think you're doing something similar in that, like, <laughs> you don't fix the money problem by looking at, you know, it's never the money problem. It's like doing this like deep, really in like digging work. And then again, and then I think as an, I don't know, I'm, I'm guessing, but like as a byproduct, almost the money stuff changes. Is that accurate? Yes. Yes. I think that is a thousand point two. And I basically think that you're more honest than I am. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I'm still pretend like not pretending, but like, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I'm just cognizant that in some ways I'm actually still playing into the very idea that there's a problem to fix, Mm. even as anyway, I don't mean to make talking about your coaching and make it about me, but I just something that was running through my mind earlier today of like, um, it's like, it's yeah. uh, oh, I 100% understand what you mean. I'm just going to, I'm going to, and we're just, yeah. we're just going to like take this and, you know, have the freewheeling conversations that we do. But I think what's so interesting is the universe where yeah. the promotion aspect of our show is actually just us. Exactly. It's just <laughs> the podcast. Yeah. Um, I actually had someone message me once that was like, oh, I didn't even realize that those were promotions. I love that. It was like very high praise. Yeah. What a huge compliment. What was the other thing that your client, I think said about how our podcast is just chaos and something else. It was like, and I was like, that is the, that's exactly it. Yes. Yeah. Kelly sent us the most, I wish I had my phone. I would read it. She wrote me the most beautiful message that made me cry of how, like it was after our episode about like chaos and play and that were like, our show is play and our Mm, show is like divine chaos. chaos. Yeah. And that made me feel warm all the way down to my toes. Yeah. I love that to like own that. Like it's, it, that's exactly what it is. We're just coming on here and it's just chaos and play. And I'm mm-hmm. living for that. Oh my God. Look how much we've reclaimed chaos for <laughs> yeah, Eva. Yeah, she- <laughs> I had such an issue with exactly. I love this. Um, but uh, back to this whole thing about your like trap door or whatever. I think it's sometimes it's, it, it's, it's something, there's something helpful about having a trap door because I think for so long, I actually didn't have a, like this, the, the doorway. And I think I really struggled with that. So I can see there's like, I don't think there's a right or wrong. I think there's like a benefit to that, but I will also say for me that, uh, I'm really glad I, I used to feel like I need, I needed that. And I feel like I've, I've dropped that. And I think that's been really liberating Uh, for me, uh but at the same, yeah, I don't know. I, I guess I'm trying to say it's a, I feel it's both ways. Cause I think it can yes. be really helpful. Like it's super helpful to be like, Hey, I'm going to help you with your money. And then you can come in and still do all the, the good juicy magical shit. But I don't know, for me, I think I just care. So I, I just want to work with people who are like, Oh, I know I want to work on my spiritual development. Yes. Like yes. that to me. And then, and then when those people come to me, I'm like, I fucking love you. Like, because you're my people. And yeah. 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 Well, it's also cool because I feel like, you know, you and I have talked offline about like messaging, you know, many times throughout the course of, you know, the podcast, just like you basically being like, Hey, business coach friend, let me run mm-hmm. something by you. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's actually feels really cool. Cause I feel like what I've been lucky enough to witness is just this, like you dropping deeper and deeper into yourself mm-hmm. and like any need for like explanation or like some like external hook, like it just continues to fall away. And it's just like, do you want to like blow your own fucking mind and be <laughs> like, and like be a more spiritually embodied person then come work with me. And yeah. I think that that's, cause that's always what you've been doing. Yeah. And, uh, I'm just seeing the potency of it show up for you mm. more. Thanks. I mean, you don't need any explanation. Yeah. I mean, I, I appreciate being like, uh, seen in that way. I think because, mm-hmm. you know, I, for so long, I got stuck in the trap of like, oh, it should be done this, 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 this business way. And so it's been a real journey. It's been a real journey. I think it's taken time and like, it's been hard, hard earned. So yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Whew. All righty. Feeling good. Yeah. All right. Um, this week's episode, I think it's going to just be a little bit of a 
life reflection. Does that sound about right? Yeah. I think we have both have some big and philosophical things per usual, you know, another week in Kylie and Eva's Mm -hmm. (laughs) just chilling out with big philosophical questions. Um, you want to go first? Yeah, sure. I mean, I want to like list off a bunch of things that I think are on my mind and then, and then we can just see where it goes. But this is very much of like a, this is very much a friend, like me coming to you as a friend being like, Kylie, like, I just want to dish to you about my life and I want your opinion. And I want to like, I want your, like, analyze me if you want to like, give me help, help (laughs) because I just have, um, I think I've been, I haven't really talked about it much and there's still stuff that is half-baked that's not fully formed, but I can say that my time in Taiwan has been incredibly uh, profound in some ways and it's almost, a lot of it I actually don't feel like I'm ready to talk about in terms of like what it is that I'm, what I'm learning and I feel changed from having Mm. been here and like, you know, Anyway, so you feel like that's always the case, like that you always feel changed, or does this feel particularly transformational this trip? So I associate Taiwan with a place of like of like magic and change. Like this has been happening ever since I was a kid. Like I would come back here every summer. And so and and I think there's something about and I, maybe this is I think there's something about like getting out of your normal everyday routine or whatever mm-hmm. and and then getting perspective and so I think mm. that's what travel is a lot of times it's like oh I'm living in this box of a world and then you forget that there's all these other ways to live and to and to be and so like removing yourself from your situation I think can be really helpful so I think I've had the privilege of having that every time I've come back to Taiwan even I was even when I was a kid like I remember coming back going back to school in fifth grade and being like shit's gonna be different <laughs> like mm. even in fifth grade, but I will say, I think this trip has been particular, like it's always helpful. This, this one, there was just, there was just like a bunch of random, like a bunch of shit that came up. So, um, more so than usual, I think, but so the things that I've, and so what's happened is I think I've been just reflecting on my life and thinking about, yeah, that reflection process, that space for reflection, I think is so helpful. So I'm thinking about stuff with my living situation is what I want to talk to you about, uh, location in general, my relationship to family and my parents and like what I want that to look like in the future. Um, the kids kind of like, do I want to have kids? This has been an ongoing conversation, but I think it ties into like, okay, well, obviously if I'm going to think about my future, I'm going to need to think about like, is this something that's going to be included? Um, I think that's about it. Was there anything else that I left you a message about that I didn't touch on here? <laughs> I think, well, like the way you, uh, the big umbrella that you threw out was like, what does it mean to like have permission oh, right. to live a non-traditional life? Yes. And then, yes, yes. and then these were some of the ways in which you are processing, like uh, that there's a script that you're running up against, right. Of like, yes. Okay. Script of like how we, <laughs> how we, how we're supposed to live or how most people live. And so what I like, what I think is interesting that, as you were saying before we recorded is like, how do I figure out what I want relative to what the world is telling me I like am supposed to do next? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yes. Uh, thank you for bringing that up because I have always been really fascinated with the idea of like, I don't know what to even call it. It's like pe- people and who, who live lives that are completely outside of the box. Like, I, I, mean, I literally think they've like broken outside of the, ma- broken out of the matrix. That's how I see it. This is really silly, but I'm like obsessed with tiny homes for that reason. Yes. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like- Meanwhile, I live in 1300 square feet and I'm constantly like, oh my fucking God, this house is so small. <laughs> <laughs> like, I could not, I have this fit, current fantasy that I would have a tiny house, but nobody would get to go there except for me. <laughs> Uh, I want that for you. That sounds amazing. Yeah, right. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. that sound great? Like maybe I would let like you know my mom come and have tea, and then I'd be like, okay, now you have to leave. Okay, so basically, you just wife. want your own apartment, is what you're saying. I just want, yeah, <laughs> I just want a hermit's cottage. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
I love that because that's going to like, that leads into a little bit of what I want to talk about in terms of living style, but I'm really glad you brought up this whole point about yes, alternative, like alternative living styles, like people who, because I think I know, I'm going to be really honest with you. I think I know people who live alternatively. And then I'm like, wait, but also do I know people or are these just people who I like hear about or like see online or like, and I think if I'm being honest, I think I do know a good, a good chunk of people who have like, just really have like, like, for example, have, um, moved away to another country where they can live really cheaply and just like, and they're, you know, they're not my, my friend, one of my friends, Jojo, listen, she just like, she knows she's not going to have kids. Her and her husband live in Southeast Asia for really cheap and mm. they like run their yoga studio and they do mm. a bunch of other, other shit too. But it's like, yeah, that that's it. And also, I think if I'm being honest, like part of the reason this is also coming up for me is because someone very dear to me at the moment, which I'm not going to, we'll name no names, my age, 39, or she's, she's a year older than me, 39, uh, is starting a romantic relationship with someone who's 25. So way, 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 way younger than her. Um, and, and, and we've been having a lot of conversations about like, she's like, this is so untraditional and and she's you know she she's doing the whole song and dance like is this right is this wrong like can i what are people gonna think mm. blah 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 and, and i think the, that to me feels like the thing that's tricky right is it's like there's a part of you it can be hard to figure out what you want when the voice of like the when the external voice is really loud so it's like there's one phase of figuring out like what the fuck do i actually want and then there's the phase of like and how do i disentangle from my fear of other people's Mm-hmm. judgment or mm-hmm. projections or whatever but it can it can be hard to even like distinguish between those I think to- sometimes to- exactly the story is so pervasive ingrained yeah exactly yeah. exactly yeah. yeah um so yeah I think I would just love to start there and like well, can I ask can you speak to some of the kind of non-traditional things that you are considering because I also think what's interesting is that being like non-traditional like living non-traditionally it's also a spectrum I mean exactly I'm a professional witch basically right Mm -hmm. so like I think I'm all like I think in a lot of ways so we we already are living non-traditional lives and also I regularly feel like the most basic woman ever because I just go to like Dunkin Donuts all the time right yes like hang out at the playground with my kids you know okay so this is exactly why I think I have such a hard time because my mind of course wants to understand like wait how I don't even know if I love the word alternative but like how alternative is this and and you're so right about it being a spectrum because okay here's here okay so to answer your question here's here's what I mean here's how I feel I am 30 wait how Seven or thirty? Oh, I think I'm thirty-eight. Sorry, you're yeah. thirty-eight in January. Okay, yeah, I think I'm thirty-eight. Yeah, I was forget. Now at this point, I just like forget. So I'm thirty-eight. I yeah. So you know you're old. And you're like <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. One time, my mom. Like, I love this story. My aunt told me this is like you know probably twenty-five years ago. My aunt calls my mom. And she goes, Sheila, it's Mary Agnes. <laughs> how old am I? And my mom told her how old she was. Thanks. Bye. And then she hung up. <laughs> Shout out to Elise for her daughter who listens to the podcast. And uh, now I'm like, oh, I, I, I feel deeply seen by yeah, Mary Agnes. Yeah, totally. Yeah, because he's, I don't know, it all just starts to blend. But like, um, yeah, so 38. First of all, I run this business and kind of like what you're saying, like, is this already alternative? Part of me is like, I don't really know if this is all that alternative because I feel like we live in a world in which so many people are just kind of like working for, like no one wants to, not, not no Also, we live in that world right? Like, like there isn't actually one world is like many worlds on top of each other. Like we live in the world of people working for themselves. Like, you yeah. know, a lot of entrepreneurs because we literally like hang out with them and have them on our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. But I'm sorry, I'm interrupting you already. No, but I guess, but again, this is a spectrum. I'm like, is this normal? Like, is this not, or maybe it's, maybe it doesn't, maybe it seems normalized to me because if you're saying what you're saying, like our community and, and, and obviously how our life has changed once we started working for ourselves, but and I'm like, or is this actually not normal? I have, I don't, I have no idea, but sure. Yeah. There's sure there's that, but 38, 
not married, don't have kids. That's like another thing where I'm also like, I don't know, is that this, this is exactly, I'm like, is this normal or not normal? And it's such a fucking stupid question to answer because I already know the answer is that it's, there's no such thing as normal, but it's right, like, right, right. I'm trying to like gauge, I guess. Sometimes I, I find myself oftentimes, I don't know why, but wanting to gauge like where I am on the spectrum. And I, I don't know if this is that's like some so, weird. That's why, that's the question I want to ask you is like, what is the value like of trying to gauge? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if it's because it speaks to like some insecurity or like, maybe it's like, if I'm like, oh, I understand where I am, then I can like be more, uh, grounded. I have, okay. I have, I have no idea. Is, let me ask you it this way is also, I love how I was totally feeling sleepy 20 minutes ago. And now like, <laughs> yeah, I'm in it. Yes. This is why I stay up till one o'clock in the morning on nights we record. Um, so, um, what, like I will speak to myself, which is I have like, I have a loop that shows up. That's basically uh, tell like basically my inner story occasionally is that I'm like too normative. I'm too normative. Right. Mm-hmm. Like uh, I like, like I'm not pushing the envelope to be outside the box mm-hmm. enough. I'm too mm-hmm. like following the script. Um, and in a lot of ways, I think that's just the insecurity um, rather than like any truth. Although there's probably is, the, uh, there's also some truth of like, what is my relationship to being a people pleaser versus like li- living authentically? So I guess my question for you is, are you the part of you who wants to know where you are on the gauge? Is she interested in being more or less normal? Oh my God. That is such a good question because immediately I had both answers come in, meaning (laughs) my entire life for reasons that I don't actually think are actually completely like sovereign, Mm. but my entire life I've been like, Oh, I don't want to live within the system. Like, fuck the system. I'm going to intentionally be rebellious, which is again, I don't actually think that's, I think there's something like that was very much like a younger version of me. Yeah. But I don't actually think it's helpful to be rebellious for rebellion's sake. Like don't right, just you're like, still hooked in. You're just reaction. Exactly. It's just as of, much of a cage. Exactly. Yeah, so, yeah. so there, but there is, I'm not gonna lie. There has been that. And it's still there in my, in my blood mm-hmm. that just says like, there's something exciting to me about knowing that I can do things differently. I don't know why, but just like the challenge of it to be like, yeah. I don't have to do things this way seems so appealing to me. I don't, I, I I mean, so the part of you who's so deeply, deeply committed to sovereignty, that makes sense, right? Like you have this like deep soul tie or like commitment to sovereignty. And so it, it makes sense that that part of you would be like, fuck the system, man. And like would get a certain <laughs> kind of high off exactly. of that. But, yeah. but, but also like, it's also like, I want to see how far I can push boundaries and limits. Like that's, mm-hmm. that's also fun to me of like, yeah, I guess it is a fuck the system, but it's also like a personal gratification of like, how far can you go? Mm. But then even as I say that, I'm like, I really haven't gone that far. And already I'm like, going back to your original question of like, uh, what I'm, where, what, what is appealing or what I think about when I think about it on the spectrum, there's also a part of me that goes, oh no, like I'm 38 and I haven't had kids and I'm not married and not settled down. And I don't know who I want to live yet. I'm still going to be like moving around and all this stuff. It's like, like, is that, is that bad? Is, is it like, I have the insecure mm. thoughts as well. So, I've, so I guess- you're, you're pointing out the the issue here, which is that I'm, Mm. I feel both there's, I'm in conflict. Mm. And then I think I also judge myself about being in conflict because I'm like, Oh, Eva, you should know better than that. Like none of this Mm -hmm. is real. And, and there is no such thing as normal. And I'm judging myself both like in all, in all. Oh my God. Yeah. So you like both want to like blow up the system. You also want to be totally conventional and you just want to be dissatisfied with whatever you're doing. Why are we human? It's such a weird fucking game. <laughs> oh my god, I feel very called out. And yes, that's exactly it. I mean, I'm, I'm the same. Like I relate to this deeply. I can see this pattern clearly because I might be familiar with it. Yeah. 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 Um so and so I what are this Oh, oh no, ahead, go, go ahead. ahead. You you go, you go. I was just gonna ask if you wanted to speak to the kind of specific things right but you are trying to in this moment grapple with around the spectrum of outside the box inside the box so yeah 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 so 
Um, let's see. Gosh. Uh, I hate how much of this revolves around age. And this is one of those areas where I judge myself because I want to be like, fuck, who cares? Like you know, society says that you should do things by certain, have certain milestones done by certain years, blah, blah, blah. But, but it is a very much a thing of like, okay. Um, you know, we've talked on the show about like, I don't know if I want to have kids or not, but there is a biological clock ticking and I have to decide within a certain amount of time. So I'm, I mean, I'm already at the tail end of that. Like, I feel like if I need to make a decision, I keep, I've been saying for the past five years, if I need to make a decision, I need to make it soon. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I haven't made a decision. So yeah. it's about what do I want to have kids. Honestly, marriage isn't even on the table. Like we talked about, we talk about having kids way more than even marriage. Like I don't, if, is it because you don't, is it because marriage is something that's like, just not important or are you actively not interested in getting married? It's, I don't want to say it's not important. Like we've talked about, like if, Ad, if we were to move to Taiwan, Adam and I, like we would get mm. married because actually he would need to, to for visa right. reasons. And I'd be like, right, okay right, with right. that. And we would like, and that'd be okay. Yeah. It's more that like, I've never been someone who's like, I want to get married. Actually. Yeah. That's it. I've never, I've never wanted to be like, I've, I've mm. never been like, I need to get married. And I've also never been like, I need to have a wedding. I've never been like, I need to have a ring. Like none of those things. Like it, it's not, I'm not even, I'm not judgmental of those things. Like if those right. things happened, cool. But I'm also like, if they don't happen, cool. <laughs> like, oh, so like, it's like a total neutrality. I think That's so. Fascinating to me. I mean, I think I'm neutral about literally nothing. So this is just really interesting to me. Yeah. I, I to be honest, I'm like, I'm one of those people who's like never really understood mm-hmm. like, rings and weddings but maybe if i ha- you know maybe if i had a i'm sure that's what happens right everyone talks about how it's like the greatest day of your life i've heard so many people say that so like maybe if i had a wedding i'd be like oh my god this is like super fun and you know what and i probably would be like that i would be like oh my god that was super fun but i'm also not like oh if i don't have I mean, it's that- also really terrible for a lot of people because of that insane pressure for it to be the greatest day of your yeah. life so yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah i had a fucking great wedding <laughs> but uh, like it's, I, I think just to shout out to anyone who's listening, who's like, Oh, I hated my wedding. I yeah. think lots of people also totally yeah. hate their wedding. And yeah, I, was yeah, like, yeah. I just burned 20 grand to be miserable. All yeah. Weekend. yeah. So, you yeah, know. I guess it's just like, that's like, I don't understand spending all of that money on like a, a ring when I would like much rather like be like, let's go to fucking Europe or mm-hmm. like in India yeah. for like a couple of months. Right. Like, that'd be so dope. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know if it's even neutrality. It's just like a, it's more of like a, meh. like a, mm-hmm. I could, could totally go either way. So I guess that is neutrality. Mm-hmm. So weddings, so marriage is more like, yeah, I've just never been someone who's like, I need to get married, but I would be okay with having kids without being married. And yeah, then, right. but if for whatever reason you need to get married for like, cause it'd be easier for taxes or whatever. That's cool right. too. Yeah. Right. Um, so, and then this is where my mind does a little dance of like, it's really not that big of a deal or I'm like, is it not to be 40 and not be married and not have kids? Cause I'm like, I guess I think in it's 2022, like it's not that big of a deal. And then I'm like, wait, mm-hmm. but, but is it a big deal? Like I keep doing this like mm-hmm. weird, like dance. I'm also again, fascinated. This is not, a, this isn't the, I'm fascinated that whether or not it's a big deal is so loud for you. Yeah, exactly. It's like, what am I trying to mean? What does it mean? Like, what am I trying to make it mean? Yeah. Because I think I'm trying to gauge maybe if something's wrong. Oh, like, yeah, this, okay. This is it. And this is where the societal conditioning comes in. I'm like, is something wrong? (laughs) Mm. Like, is it, should I want this? Should I care? Yeah. or, Or is it, is it bad that I'm 40 and not married and don't have kids Mm. it is it is so insidious like as I it's like shocking to me that I would ask these questions because I'm like oh I'm so like alternative and I don't care about this stuff but and yet here the thought creeps in is like is everything okay is is everything okay is everything gonna be okay (laughs) yeah oh that's fascinating yeah that does that does totally explain why the like is this a big deal? Makes sense though. Cause it's basically like, cause if this is a big deal, then we like time's ticking. We got to like get our shit on board and go try on some tool dresses or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting because it's like, I'm just seeing it so clearly now it's so obvious, but honestly, without having this conversation, I don't think I would have landed here so quickly. It was like, Oh, I'm trying to assess whether or not things are okay based on 
I'm letting the external dictate the internal, not letting the internal dictate the external. And it's always just so fascinating when I see my, when I catch myself doing that. Well, and it makes sense because well, like, I mean, what incredibly insidious programming is like, like heteronormativity and like, like getting, getting married and having kids and like doing that, like, yeah, heteronormativity is like really fucking baked in, like really fucking baked in, you know? Right. Um, and that's actually one of the things like when, when I like talk about my own story of like, oh, am I too like norm is like my life too norm. That's one of the things that I chafe against, right? Like, you know, like I'm a queer woman who's married to a man who have been with for almost 20 years, two small kids live in the suburbs. Like, like I have a life that from the outside looks like a very, like, you know, my kids recognize Dunkin' Donuts before they recognize <laughs> like most other things, right? Yeah, like, yeah. like I have like a, I live in many ways, like a very Sorry, shout out to Dunkin' mom. Donuts though. I love their fucking, they have the Look, best I live, I live three miles from the original Dunkin' Donuts. Okay. Yeah, like yeah. you could like, I can walk to five different Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah. Okay. Like, I get it. I get it. We're, I, lo- I love a good Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah. yeah. Um, but like, um, uh, the, like, like, I can't get myself coffee without the like peanut gallery in the backseat, just like harping for munchkins. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, like I live a very, like, like if you like from the outside, you could see my life and just be like, oh yeah, she's like, just, just a quote, just a suburban mom. Mm-hmm. And I have like a lot of like, I can feel like my like chest heating up at the thought of that, mm-hmm. which is also a thing of like, yeah, I'm a fucking mom who lives in the suburbs. Like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Like those are factual things about me. Um, and so I, <sighs> I guess what I'm also saying is like this, like, like this heteronormativity script is so loud that it is like it feels impossible to not be living in one way or another like in reaction to it yeah so it makes sense that it feels loud to you yeah but I will say it is also just interesting I've always find it so interesting how like our own like we're so identified with our own problems that they always just seem like such a bigger deal because sure like you're you're a mother of two who lives in the suburbs but at the same time I don't know. And I, I, I want to say I have compassion for your questioning of your like heteronormative life or whatever, or like, or, or your normative life. But, but to me, I'm like, oh, I, I think you're like so fascinating and like the most interesting person. And I'm like, I, I don't think oh, I, I love this. <laughs> I don't like place those same standards on you to be like, oh, like, I don't have judgments about that. I guess is what I'm saying. I don't have judgments yeah. about your life, but, but you do because it's your own life. And I would say the same thing of me is like, someone could be hearing this conversation and being like, okay, cool. You're 40. You don't have kids. Like, no, that that's okay. Like go, you know, but, but I'm so identified with it that it feels. Cause we're, cause we're, cause we're, I think in our own lives, we're so uh, to your point in the beginning, like we're really afraid that we're getting it wrong. Yeah. Right. So it's like, like there's just, I think this like sense of pressure that's like, oh no, like what if I wake up and I realize that I wanted to live in the mountains my whole life and now I'm 70 and instead <laughs> I, it's right and like, or whatever the, the thing is. And, um, and I think <laughs> it's easier to not be, it's easier for me to look at your life and be like, oh, who fucking cares? You'll be great either way. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. We can't have that same right. neutrality in our own life, right. which I think is actually why I am fascinated by you neutrality about um, marriage because I just think we are actually very rarely neutral about these things in our own life. Yeah. It's strange too. I mean, I'm actually like thinking about too now because I'm not neutral about having kids, but marriage is like, I think that's great. I, I, I just relish. I it. mean, I'm actually happy about it because it's like yeah. one thing that I don't have to like stress so much. <laughs> about. Yeah. Um, so, okay. What, ta- ta- what is, what's in the, what's in the kid soup? Wait, can can I just add one more thing to your question about like this, me wanting to figure out where I I am on the spectrum. My first answer was like, oh, because I'm trying to figure out if I'm doing something wrong. But I also realized it's like, I'm trying to understand how much permission I have to worry about this. Because I talk about like, okay, so here I am stressing about, I think some pretty like, mm, 
I see. I, I did now. My, I, I almost want to like big life decisions. No, I wouldn't say that's... basic. I want to like, oh. I almost want to judge it as basic because I think about people out there who are, are making like just like, you know, big decisions about like, I don't know, um, a sexual orientation or, you know, like, okay. <laughs> the decision of whether or not to have kids mm-hmm. fucks up your life more than almost anything, mm, right? Like yeah. almost any other decision that you are going to make, you can just, you can undo it. Might be uncomfortable, might be expensive, might have to like have some emotional upheaval, but like you can undo almost all decisions. You can't undo kids. Mm, so like, yeah. I just want to validate that, like that being a question that feels big and weighty and confusing, like, cause it fucking is. Yeah. And you're 100% correct. Um, and it's, Don't use it's compassion to gaslight yourself is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, no, totally. And I, and I think I'm just, I'm just noticing, yeah, I'm noticing the gaslighting, but also how I'm comparing it to like, Oh, other people have to make other decisions that seem much more against the grain. Like, um, you know, I don't even know what examples I'm thinking about, but, but, uh, yeah, anyway. I'll, mm. So are you saying like, basically, are you saying maybe like, oh, because for example, like coming out as like non-binary, you have to a lot, you're going to meet a lot more resistance than deciding not to have kids. And so like, therefore, like I should quit my belly aching and just like yeah it's more of like oh I'm actually like so in awe of people's like bravery I don't know if that's exactly Mm. the best word to use but like it's more of like oh and for a lot of people it's like I I don't have a choice I'm gonna like fucking this is the way that I'm gonna move forward because this is like what's authentically me but I'm like I'm like that's so there's something really beautiful about that Mm. I think and I think part of me is like okay like ah do that. Just do that. Just like, in, like, this isn't, yeah, I guess in, so yes, there is a comparisonitis type thing of like, in comparison, this also, this doesn't feel as big, but also if people can do that, I surely can be able to just make a decision mm. and then, and, and feel mm-hmm. like this doesn't have to be like such a big deal. So, so yeah, mm-hmm. but it is, you're right. Like a little, some gaslighting for sure. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, um, your question was about kids. What are my thoughts yeah. on kids? Um, <laughs> I will literally go from, it is insane. Like, uh, go from like, and this will be a conversation that I have with Adam where I'm like, I'm ready to get pregnant right now. Let's go. Like I'm ready to have kids <laughs> to literally the next week being like, I'm so happy. I don't have kids and I don't know how people function. And I like would never be able to do it. Like yeah. it, it almost feels it's the, the, what's the dichotomy or like the big contrast between these two things feels insane to me that I can go from one to the next so easily. Yeah. What's in the, what's in the feeling when you're like, okay, let's do it. I'm ready right now. Let's get pregnant. Oh God. Um, the feeling is the feeling is, and even as I say that, I'm like, is that true? Cause it's always followed on its coattails with like, uh, but is that true? But, but when I do, but yeah, when I, when I feel ready, it's more of like, uh, I like kids and I think it'd be, I'm like, I think it'd be fun. Yeah. I'm like, it's all the positive things. I'm like, this would be really fun. Like I would love to share like the things that I love about life with like this kid or, and it'd be fun to like, have a family or it's more like, it's also like a lot of future thinking. It's more of like, Oh, you know, it'd be nice. Do I want to have a family when I'm 60? Like, this is something that's like that my parents have ingrained into me a lot of is like, Mm -hmm. it's not even about the now it's like, have a family for your future, which I actually don't Mm. like, cause I don't, you don't never, you never know what the fuck is going to happen in the future, but there is an idea of like, Oh, I think having family would be really nice. So I think really Mm -hmm. that's like the main thing. It's like having, and not to say, by the way, like family comes in all all shapes yeah, and sizes sure. but this idea of like a nuclear family with a kid where you like have dinner at the table that kind of thing mm-hmm. um so it's like that it's I'm trying to think what else is the what else is like the fuck yeah moments it's like um 
sometimes it's just a sense of like, oh, I think I'm ready. Like I think I'm like in a good place. And that feels, you know, cause I could, I, I could have never considered having kids in my twenties. Cause my life was like way too just bananas. <laughs> right. Yeah, but now I'm like, I'm like mature. I got my shit together. Like I'm a good person. Like, you know, I feel confident about who I am. Like all of that feels so nice. <laughs> I'm laughing because the completely transparent, like honest to God, no filter answer is yeah, why would you fuck that up? By having- <laughs> <laughs> well, this is why I love I love talking to you because I don't, I think you have a very balanced perspective of kids. You're not like, I think some people are like, oh, it's the best. I cannot tell you how many people are like, it's the best thing in the fucking world. You have to do it. Like, oh, you're gonna be missing out so much if you don't have kids. And that just, don't, yeah. don't love that. Yeah, I, I do- <laughs> I think the last episode I like shared about some like parenting Ragnarok that I had. I really am very, I'm actually kind of feeling a certain kind of way about how transparent I am that motherhood is complicated. Um, no, are you kidding me? I think this is, I just hope listeners, yeah, I'm, I, wow, this, I'm like actually feeling like a like flushed. Okay. Everyone knows I love my kids. And also, <laughs> parenting fucking sucks sometimes. It's hard. It's oh. really hard. Okay. So that's okay. <laughs> okay. So that's, again, this is another fucked up reason. So all of my thinking is all ass backwards. It's like, there's, it's just all complicated, but some part of me is also like, oh, people keep telling me that also that parenting is really hard, but it's also like one of the most like not groundbreaking, but like, you know, anything that's hard, you will definitely learn from. Right. Yeah. And yeah, that like Capricorn part of me is like, oh, let's, I want to fucking go. Like, (laughs) I kind of like, I don't want to miss out on that. I want to be like part of me doesn't, yeah, exactly. doesn't want to miss out on like the gold at, or like at the end of the tunnel or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Cause we're constantly always talking about, I don't want to have kids just for that reason. Cause I also think that would be very ass backwards. But if I'm mm-hmm. being completely honest, when you ask me like, like what's behind the yes, part of the yes is also like, I feel good about, you know, who I am as a person. Let's like go deeper. And mm. I think motherhood is the ultimate, not the ultimate, but one of the, the, the pathways to mm-hmm. deeper awakening. Yes. But I would never want to have kids just because I was going to use this child for enlightenment. You know what I mean? <laughs> this is my tool for spiritual awakening. <laughs> exactly. I mean, that is a thousand percent. My kids like cracked me the fuck open. Um, yeah. I mean, everything you're saying makes, makes perfect sense. What's in the don't want to have kids bucket? Oh my God, Kylie, where do we even begin? This one's like... <laughs> Come on, like it's like okay. The the obvious ones. I love that I can go wherever the fuck I want, whenever I want, and do whatever I want, and that's like so important to me. Even as a relationship with, even as like a partnership with my, but the reason my relationship works with Adam is because he lets me be completely free. He's he gives me this space unlike anyone I know else in my entire life. He's like, do you Mm. like you know like it's it's just so freaking refreshing. Yeah. Um, I like having energy. My energy resources are like really important to me. I am actually worried about like, you know, if chronic fatigue is like a thing and me tired and now I can just, you know, do whatever I want. I, uh, it's obviously less expensive. I can spend my money <laughs> where I want. I love that. Like, yeah, it's, it's the freedom. It's the freedom and also the alone time. And also because kids, I think, um, it's a lot of stimulation, as you know, being around kids. And I, really kind of hate that to be honest like I love being around my nephews but I love that I can also just like go away sometimes like the Mm -hmm. overstimulation of like noise and energy and all of that stuff freaks me the fuck out um and also and this will like play play you know maybe this this might come up in another conversation I want to have about my parents but I like that if I don't have kids, I know that I can be a resource for other things. Like I used to actually feel like, conf- like, conf- like this, the messaging of like, oh, like you're, this was a long time ago, but this idea of like, you know, your worth as a woman is like, you have kids of all. And now I understand that to be so completely different that like the reason I can be here for two months and be with my parents who, uh, 
benefit from having me around. I'll say that. Yeah. Is because I don't, I, if I had kids, I couldn't do that. Yeah. And I think that's really nice. Can I hold up a mirror? Yeah. Yes, please. When you were answering the questions of why you wanted kids, Mm -hmm. it was very intellectual. (laughs) And when you answer the questions of why you don't want to kid, want to have kids, it was like, it was, it was really emotional. It was like, you were like awake and alive in that part of the conversation. Yeah. That I think really one could argue speaks to an answer. Yeah. Yeah. And I know this, I know this. So when I, when I, when I, I can tell, you know, it's like I'm animated when I'm talking about not having kids. Cause it's like such an easy answer. Yeah. Um, so that is helpful, but I don't know if that necessarily I, like, I know that, but I don't know if I'm ready to say like, that I'm ready to not have yeah. kids, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, because I don't think I'm going to know if I like it until I have a kid. <laughs> because here, here's the truth. I actually think that if I had a kid, I like kids. Like, I really like kids. Yeah. So the truth is, I actually think I would go through all the regular mom stuff, like the guilt, the exhaustion. But I actually also feel pretty confident that if I ended up having a kid, I would be like, oh, that was the right decision. <laughs> well, absolutely. Because like, I have a friend who, who doesn't have kids and isn't planning on having kids um, who said like, was talking about an earlier chapter in her life. And, you know, basically like, anyway, she was like, if I had had kids, then I would just be a different person. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, like she's someone who's like really solid in her decision to not have kids and also recognizes that at the earlier chapter, when that knowing was less solid, it's like, I would just be a completely different person, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah, if you have kids, like, or a kid or multiple kids, like you, you will not, you will fall into that experience with the same presence and intensity and depth that you do all experiences. So of course you will. And like the second you meet your kid, you're like, oh, I'm fucking obsessed with you. Cool. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. So like it, it would, it would, it would be all those things. Yeah. I, I'm actually one who believes that like, you know, you kind of like, you end up loving whatever. Well, is that true? I, you kind of, you can like love. You are the kind of person who will love what, what. Yeah. Like, do. I think like if I don't have, well, and this is my fear, actually. And this is where the fear comes in. I'm like, I think if I had a kid, I would end up loving this kid and I would adjust and adopt and I would learn and then everything would be fine. And I'd be like, I'm so happy that I have this kid or kids or whatever. But my fear is that if I don't have a kid, I don't know, I, I might be in regret and be like, oh, I, cause I will, yeah, it's different. I, it's like, I can adapt to having a kid, but can I adapt to not having a kid? Because I might be like, oh, I never. So. I read, I remember reading this article years ago before I even had kids. There was actually this article about all these moms saying that they regret having kids. And it was like, I mean, these moms like was literally like, they were all anonymous. You know, it was like one woman. And I was like, well, that's ballsy to put your name there. Now your kids are going <laughs> to fucking Google this shit. But like the point being like, you know, and a lot of them were saying like, I love my kids. And also like, like I regret, I reg- I like, I, I think I'm a better person, not as a mom, right? Like mm. point being, we totally normalize regretting not having kids, but we mm. don't give space for the opposite to be true. Right. And because that's just like too taboo, taboo to talk about. I mean, right. Mm-hmm. Like, God, like, look here on this podcast in which half the time I'm like raving about my kids, I make a joke about that is a totally earnest joke. It's not even a joke. It's actually just like, why would you like that up? I mean, mm-hmm. And I instantly feel like hot and bothered that like, oh no, now everyone's going to think I'm a bad mom. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And like in this community, which is like my safe space, that fear is showing up, right? Yeah. So it's like, it is not, like it is the least, I actually want to do a retreat one day that's called the monstrous mother because it's like the one thing that you like really fucking can't be, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So yes, you may- if you decide not to have kids, you may have to have a reckoning where you have some regret that you have to process. Mm-hmm. Like that might just be part of that process. And also if you do have kids, you might have some regret that needs to yeah. be processed. Yeah. 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 Which is, in, which is actually, it's, it's helpful. Like, um, 
So it, we had an episode a while ago about, um, we had a guest come on talking about being a child, uh, choosing to have a child-free life, which is a really, which hilariously I was not at because yeah, exactly. my kids were having such a meltdown going to bed. It's the yes. only time this has ever happened. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> but that was the conclusion that I kind of came to. That was, that is helpful. Is that like either way, like it's going to be fine or the way that my aunt puts it, who's a little bit more cynical. She's like, either way you're going to have regrets, <laughs> which I think yeah. is really funny. Like she talks about it all the time. She's like, life is just not perfect. Like either way you're going to regret something. And I think understanding that there's no, I have to, I think really, I, I understand this intellectually, but it's, it hasn't sunk into my body yet where I don't yet fully believe and know that actually either way you're going to have both experiences, the beautiful and also the challenging. Um, I would argue that the reason it hasn't sunk into your body is because you're holding the idea that there's a right choice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But there's no such thing as a right choice. One fucking hundred percent completely. Because I can tell like this conversation in my head is always very like, it's almost like a pros and cons list. And you know, when you're doing yeah. a pros and cons list, you're never doing, you're never, <laughs> you're not in your body with that pros and cons exactly. list. Like it's never helpful. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, this is, this is helpful just because at least having this mirrored to me, like I know what I can do with it, which is like go into my own practices, I think of trying not to intellectualize it and just being, letting the question yeah. exist, not necessarily my mind and coming more into my body. And like the question that I want to like pose that I don't think you need to answer now is just like, what does it mean to make like a wrong choice in your life? Like, like, how do I, it's not even the question that I, how do I play this? I just think we walk around all the time with this idea that if we make the right choice, we won't get hurt. And if we make the wrong choice, we'll get hurt. And Mm -hmm. so we have to constantly be monitoring to figure out if we're making the right choices. And I think we do pros and cons lists. I think it's why we can be really hypervigilant. Like it shows up in these little teeny things about like, should I bring the sweatshirt or not? Cause am I going to be cold? But it also shows up in these like really big things to your point. And like, you know, we're thinking about moving in the next year listeners are like they've been talking about that for like two fucking years like get on it but Mm -hmm. but it's like I I have a similar felt sense of like oh no like we have to pick the town that's the town we're gonna live in and like uh but also like there's no fucking town there is no like one path or one answer like there's just there's no good there's no bad right which is both it's not I don't know. Do you get what I'm trying to say? I do, but I think, and this is the thing about having kids that I actually feel quite like shaking my fist at God for is that you're right. Like the jacket or what town to move to, there is no writer. There literally is no like finite definitive Mm -hmm. answer there is. It doesn't exist, but I think it doesn't, the reason the stakes feel so much higher with kids is because of this timeline. Like I I'm aware that I can always adopt. And that's also on the table. Adam and I have also talked about adopting, but if I wanted to have, if I wanted to have my own kid and have the experience of childbirth and pregnancy, like it sucks that there is a time, like, it's not like, you know, moving to a different town is like, okay. And like with Portland and we might talk about that too. Like, you know, Adam and I are talking about moving back to Arizona. Like you can reverse that, but you can't reverse, like you can't reverse having kids, but you also can't reverse not having kids because there's it, it's, it is finite. And that fucking sucks. Like this is where I get, cause to me, it's all about like time. Like if time wasn't an issue, I'd be cool having kids like 52. <laughs> like that would be okay. But I think it makes me so angry actually mm-hmm. at God. That's like, Mm. Oh, I have to make a decision by this point, which threatens the sovereignty piece, which we know is really important to you. <laughs> exactly. I think what's really interesting is I actually am trying to like point to something even deeper, which is not something that I can embody on a regular basis, but is like in all of existence, there's no such thing as right or wrong. Mm-hmm. Like everything's actually irrelevant, right? Like mm-hmm. uh, it's like the the story of you know there's a million stories in buddhism of like the monk who's just like 
it's all the fucking same thing. Right. 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 right, right. Um, and so I'm actually pointing to like beneath our, like there's our intellectualizing and then there's emotional wants. And then there's like our like journey of expansion through whatever path we take. And then underneath all of that is like, it actually doesn't, it actually is irrelevant, mm-hmm. which, which experience we create for ourselves. Yes. I completely know what you're talking about. And I think that's like such a helpful reminder because it's so hard for me to touch into that with this yeah. kids issue. Like I can just notice how I, I, it's like so hard for me to get to touch into that. I don't know how to explain it because it feels so. Yeah. I, I have such a, I'm doing this motion with my hand, like clenching. It's like, it's, it's, I think an area in which I feel so bunged up about that. It's hard for me to drop into mm-hmm. that more ultimate knowing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 But I know what you sense. mean, but I know what you mean. Like, I think the yeah. fact that I, it's so hard for me to, to drop into that is just, is sort of showing how bunched up I am about it. But, but I will say there, there <laughs> in moments of just being present, that is actually where I do land. I can't, I have mm-hmm. landed there. And then something comes up that goes like, nope, you have to like, yeah, start worrying about it again or whatever. Right. Right. Yeah. That, and that's like, that's not a place. It's not a place I live. Right. Or just a moment ago, I was saying like, I'm not neutral about anything. Right. Right. I don't actually embody that often, but similarly, it's something that I can like touch into. And as you were speaking, I could feel it rising up. Yeah. Oh no. The answer is like down here in the dark. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Totally. (laughs) You know? Yeah. And I think, yeah. And to be honest, even as you say that it's pointing out for me that like, I haven't, even really tried to spend mm. that down there, go down into the dark with this area. Like, I think I know how to get there mm. if I wanted to. And so that's actually a really helpful reminder because I think I can like, if I make a, yeah, I don't know how to explain it. It sounds weird to say, but if I make an effort to, meaning like if I'm willing to go there, yeah, if I'm willing to go there, I think I can experience that more and actually get more used to that experience of being like, oh, it's so, like, it, it feels like a warm blanket that just says like, everything's okay. Um, and I think Isn't I, that off- fat- I think I, I choose, I, I kind of choose to make a problem out of this. If I'm being honest, just even hearing myself talking about it, like I'm choosing to be like, oh, I, no, I want to be like grinding my wheels mm. about this. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. That's actually really fucking interesting, Kylie. That is interesting. I'm going to like really... Oh, yeah, that's interesting. I think I'm choosing, like, I, I'm like, I'm like, oh, no, I don't want to go down the dark, like, place. I want to make this a problem to think about. It's so interesting. I wonder, I don't want to project. Oh, please project. <laughs> <laughs> well, for the you who, well, it's like, the truth is what I've like, kind of heard you say is like, you know, like, if you were to make a decision right now based entirely on your desire, your desire is to not have kids, right? And I, I, I actually, I know I don't, I don't know that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, or like you're the, emo, the, the most, the strong, if you had to like pick based on like the strongest felt emotion, mm-hmm. right? Like from, from like where you're mm-hmm. animated mm-hmm. versus mm-hmm. where it's intellectual, mm-hmm. right? Um, and mm, no, you know, I don't want to go here because I, I actually can feel myself. I feel like we were like down here in the void and now I'm intellectualized. Okay. 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 Feel, okay. do you know what I'm yeah. trying to say? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah. I do think it's also really interesting the way you pointed out that we, yeah, we choose to make problems out of things mm-hmm. because the, because the problem gives us something. Yeah. There's a part of me that also, that's almost like, wait, me making it a problem actually makes it feel safe because I'm like, oh, if this is a problem means I'm going to continue to work on it. And that's how I can find control and safety in my life. But like, Mm. what if this wasn't a problem and I didn't work on it, then that doesn't mean that everything's going to be fucked up. Like, you know, it's that weird wires crossing where we're actually kind of being insane where I'm like, oh, if I just surrender this issue. yeah, Yeah. If I could just let it be, that would actually, I think, 
um, bring about like the highest like evolution of this issue. And I could like trust that, but I'm like choosing to just grind my wheels Mm. because that feels safer somehow. Hey loves, Uh, Eva and I went on from here down a delicious rabbit hole about joy being uncomfortable and lots of other amazing topics. And rather than give you a super long episode, we thought we would pause here and next week, two weeks from now, uh, you'll get the second installment. So look forward to that. Thank you. We love you.